Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 95. I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Today we'll be taking a dive into the new year on news that might happen over the last few weeks. And then we'll be doing a big catch up on what each of us has been doing the last uh, few weeks. Okay, so do you want to do catch up first then? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that little catch up. Let's do that thing. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? What you sure. been doing? Okay, we skipped all so, this last he, week, so I know. <laughs> but surprisingly enough, it's not like a huge list of games. So for you anyway. Um, yeah, personally, I have been working on my basement as usual. We talked about this every so often. Um, I talked about it previously in the party planning a few moments ago that I am about three weeks. I think a way to being finished so with the big major stuff. I'm like tired of, of hearing about it. So. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm ready to finally get like everything situated. I can get my TV put up on there because I have a nice TV that's like sitting in a box since uh, Black Friday. Um, nice surround sound. Like I will. It's just gonna be sweet. I I mean I can't believe I did it all myself. Or I've had some help doing it, but I did a majority of it myself. Right. Yeah. Um, so naturally, after I'm done with this uh, recording, I'm gonna get changed and shower and. I'm going to go work on it again. Um, got some things I got to get done. Fun. Um, yeah. But I put all my consoles down there and I can play on a big TV. It's been so long since I played on a big TV. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been doing. That'll be awesome. And yeah, the video game stuff I've been doing, um, it's kind of a shorter list, but I have been playing Tales of Asperia. Didn't you say you're like two thirds into that now or like three fourths? I think I'm about three fourths done. I looked Dang. at the I looked at a guide of it, and uh, man, this thing drags. I don't, don't like. I it. don't know if it's. I, I don't. It's not grabbing me as I thought it would. Um, Bill says he likes it though. He's not very I far into it what, though. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it doesn't grab me anymore. Um, Maybe it's the story seems like less rise. You're just like your expectations are so high. I guess. Well, and I do know that there are tales. The tales games are notorious. At least I've heard. Uh, that they go through a lull in the story at yeah. a certain point. I've heard that so even Rise drags at points. Yeah, it does. Um, but I think um, I think it'll pick up at the end. We'll just we'll just have to see. So there's that. So I'm taking a little bit of break from that. I think I put like an like an hour into it's it. A little concerning because so. like Vesperia and Berseria are supposed to be like the best ones in recent years. I, I guess um, I'm not seeing it. Okay. So we'll we'll just have to we'll see. Maybe the ending is going to blow me away. I hear a lot of people talk about the ending is supposed to be very like traumatic and emotional. Hmm. So okay. we'll see. I do love a, a traumatic emotional ending. So yeah, I hate uh, it when course, it's like I a happy go lucky like and everybody loved happily ever after and everything was perfect ending. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a really well earned. Like the yeah. <laughs> well, because fifteen didn't everybody die? Well, spoiler alert, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that game's been out for like six, seven years. If you can play that now, you're too late. But I don't think that's canon. I think the the, the there's a new ending that's canon. Oh, okay. Well, because you read the book, didn't you? Yeah. The, I guess the, technically, if you consider the book to be canon, then that's the, the true ending. Oh. Holy crap. I have to read I still have the book. I haven't even read it yet. One day we should um, do a bonus episode, and I'll tell you like everything that happens, or you can just read it yourself. You could, you could do Audible. 
Is it on Audible? Oh, you mean like I, read it out loud you, for you? Through Patreon. <laughs> Let me read you a bedtime story, Rich. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'll, I'll get my pillow and I'll get my pajamas on. I don't have pajamas. I sleep butt naked. Me too. So, <laughs> all right. So the next game I'm playing, obviously, is Chrono Trigger. So I Sorry. have I have been judged. I've okay. been found not guilty. I am in uh, by one. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I got found guilty. I got to naturally i wasn't paying attention uh, to like all the things that matter and, and that <laughs> i forgot that was a thing i forgot honestly. i forgot all about it too yeah um if i hadn't stolen the dude's food and if i had gone and helped her right off the bat instead of going pick up the diamond the necklace i yep. think i'd have been found not guilty all around uh yeah I I, i'll take the necklace first i think is where i went wrong at least that's one, what i did too place. yeah so I remember a long time when I first played it, I did everything wrong and I got guilty all down. <laughs> like I, I checked, I checked on the deal. I tried to sell the necklace. I um, took the food. Like I did a bunch of stuff. Straight and to jail. Straight to jail. Just non, just non-negotiable, just straight to jail. So I got to jail and I was getting ready to be put in the prison and I did. And the guy's like, you're be sentenced to death. And they're like, well, I thought he was not guilty. Like, no, that doesn't matter. Gotcha. Are you questioning me? So that's where I'm at. I think so, I'm about so you halfway haven't hit done. the jack point yet. No, I'm about halfway there. Okay. So got it. I should the next couple of days hit that. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I still like the Chrono Trigger game. It's it's good. Um, I'm thinking about the time that I spent playing Chrono Cross for briefly. I never finished that game. Um I hated it, Chrono Cross. Oh, really? Okay. I, Man, I just I don't like the I know people don't like it, it as much as Trigger, but I yeah, I don't you don't often hear people say they hate it. <laughs> Well, it's the design of it. I just don't like the. I think it looked really crappy on the PlayStation. Hopefully, that remaster is real. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, so I've been playing Eastward. That's an indie game. I played a little bit of that. Um, I don't really know anything about it. I don't know that either. You, you I just started it. it. <laughs> Barely. Is it like a platformer? Uh, it's, a good, a... it's a platformer. No, not platformer. It's an RPG. It is an indie RPG action. Okay. Uh, so far, what I can tell, I'm underground in a mining community, and everybody's just poor. Gotcha. And I play as this I play as this old man who doesn't talk, named John. And I have this little girl that lives with me. I think it's his daughter, and that's about it. I'm about an hour, two hours in. I don't really know what else has happened. Okay, well, you have to keep us updated on that one. Yep. Um, Dead Cell, that's a platformer. That's kind of fun. It's a little like rogue uh, platformer. If you die, you start back over and you keep going and things change. And, and yeah, I don't know. Have you ever played that? Nope. I don't really know anything about it. When I hear Dead Cell, it just makes me think of Metal Gear Solid because I think that was like ah. one of the evil groups in one of the games or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, well. Well, should I do mine then? Well, I got one more. Oh, okay. And I didn't, didn't put it on there. I, okay, I started back up. Uh, I started playing Octopath Traveler. Oh, again. Like you just I picked it over? back up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a I had a spot that I started a couple months ago and I stopped and I started back up again. So I've got um let me eight hours in. So Are I still you... chapter one. I just picked up my fourth character, which is Theron, which is the thief. I've heard that he's really doing important his to little get story early if you can. Yeah, so that's why I got him. I, I got him, I've got uh, uh Primrose, and I've got um I honestly forget the guy's name, the the boy, the uh, apothe- apothecary guy. And I started mine with the, uh, uh, I forget his first name, the big knight guy. 
Yeah. So I know I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. (laughs) So I've got them. I do like the combat for the thing. I really like the design and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping like they stick to that for a little bit on a couple things. Um, I, I want to get it finished because I'm excited to play uh, Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing Triangle Strategy. I don't know if it'll be as soon as it comes out, but it's on the list for sure. Yeah, so I think um, it's going to be a good one. I think I'll let Corey play that one, actually, because he loves uh, real t- or not real-time strategy uh, strategy RPGs. Yeah, that, that's a, I forgot it was that. I was hoping to snag the uh, special edition of that, but I can't seem to get it. Oh, is there like a steelbook version or uh no i think there's well actually i think there is let me look here in a second when you do your catch-up i'll pull it up and find out okay but yeah so that's that's what i'm looking for forward to and that's what i've been playing so a little more than usual but i'm hoping to beat some games in the next couple weeks so are you doing like each chat like every character's chapter one and then you're going to do every character's Mm -hmm. chapter okay gotcha yep yep i'm gonna try to all right well for me it has been three or four weeks or so since we've done a catch-up update for me and you know how I play games. So I've got a long list here. So I'm going to try to get shotgun really quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Of course I've been playing Chrono Trigger. I haven't hit the checkpoint either. I'm currently in the future. I'm about to get Robo, I think. Um, But I I'm enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. I was kind of like a stick in the mud when Chrono Trigger won the vote. I was like, Oh, I've already played this. This is like the one game on this list I've already played. Not really yeah, looking to hilarious. play it again, but I'm having fun now. I'm, I'm glad I decided to, to stream it. Um, I'm actually going to be streaming it again right after we record. So um, I hope to hit the checkpoint today. I'm way more than halfway through, so I should, I think. Um, I started up Ace Attorney 6, uh, Spirit of Justice. I'm really excited about that because I'm a huge Ace Attorney fan. And this is actually the one main series Ace Attorney game that I have not played. It came out right around the same time I started dating Corey and didn't stop playing handheld games. Um, but I'm actually stre- I'm using Apple Play or Applecast to cast the Android version to my TV so we can play it on a big screen. And I'm liking it so far. We're in the middle of uh, the second case. The segments are really long, though. That's the only thing. It seems They seem longer than past Ace Attorney games. Um, I started another game called Angry Alligator. It's a terrible indie games where you play like, an, what yeah you play as an alligator um i, I started that up because alligators are my favorite animals and i had like a, a big like 17 hour stream and that was one of the sub goals is i would start up the skater game it's not terrible but the camera is really bad and it's just it's more for like a for fun like let's play this terrible game type deal uh started up bloodstained uh ritual of the night that's this is my first Technically, I know it's not technically a Castlevania game, but it may as well be. It's my first time I played a Castlevania game, um, and so far it's okay. I don't, I don't love it, but I see why people like it. It just may not be for me. Have you ever played a Castlevania game? Yeah, I have. I mean, I agree. It's maybe not something for me, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'd be interested That's to play all this I can and say. maybe play like a like an actual Castlevania game, like Symphony of the Night or something. Um. I also have started Final Fantasy three. Longtime listeners of the show will know that I'm on this quest to be every mainline Final Fantasy. And this is actually my last one. So I mean, not counting the MMOs anyway. So after I finish this, the quest will be complete. But I'm technically going to consider some of the side games and sequels as part of the the series, too, because um, like I haven't played after years, Final Fantasy four after years, for example. So I got lots to play still. Um, 
and Final Fantasy 3 is not terrible so far. I had to grind some. I'm playing the 3D remake, not the new Pixel Remaster, but I know several people in the community are playing along with me. Uh, I think ROB already beat it, so... <laughs> um, Probably. Yeah. FF7 Remake, I beat episode Yuffie on hard, so that was good. Um, I, I struggled with Nero a little bit at the end, but I managed to make it through, so now... I want to get all the trophies i got to do the combat simulator on hard and eventually take down vice and all that uh but other than that i started it takes two with Corey. that's been a lot of fun surprisingly harder than i thought it was going to be also been playing zelda minish cap one of the few zelda games i haven't uh, played before I tried to speed this up a little bit still playing pokemon brilliant diamond as you know rich Corey and i started tales of arise it's been mm. a hot second since we played it uh but we'll get back to it soon we've been distracted by Ace Attorney and Resident Evil. Uh, still playing Terra Enigma. Some of the people in the community are playing along with that on me as well. That's been a, lo a lot of fun <laughs> getting to a Golden Years game early. Um, and then, of course, Zelda 2 a little bit. I beat, you know, Bill has this project over on his trappings feed where he's a bunch of members of the community are, you know, playing little segments of Zelda 2 and then submitting their audio commentary on it. Um, and I think he just released the palace six episode, which means only one more episode to go the final palace. So nice. I'm have to play that at some point in the next week or so On to the games that I've beaten since, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give myself one beaten thing. Cause there's a list here. Uh, donkey Kong country three. I completed my Pokemon sword living Pokedex. Finally beat Psychonauts two beat resident evil seven and it's DLC. Finally finished Mario 3D World with Corey, and we also finished the Bowser's Fury mode in that. So, what is that? That's like three, let's say four games, several DLCs, and then there's the whole Pokedex thing. So, you beat more games in this one setting than I beat all year last year. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing it out there. Well, uh, I actually tracked how many games I beat. It was like 38 games and like 16 DLCs last year. So I hate you. <laughs> just got to focus in, man. I can't. Uh, I can't. I got things to do. Yeah, I know. Stupid house projects. Psychonauts 2 is really good. I, I still like the first game better, I think. Resident Evil 7 was really good as well. Even a couple of the DLCs were pretty enjoyable. Uh, and then Mario 3D World is underrated. Very good Mario game. And Bowser's Fury was a lot of fun, too. It's like a kind of a concept of what, you know, Mario, the next 3D Mario might be. We'll see. Mm. Um. And then, of course, because I beat Resident Evil 7, we have finally started Resident Evil Village. We've made our way to the end of the series, and uh, we're pretty far in. Corey just beat um, Moreau last night, which is the third lord. Uh, yep. And then, The big fish dude? Yep. And then he went to the stronghold from Heisenberg. And so he's on, I guess he's working on the fourth lord now, but I think Heisenberg takes a while from what I've heard. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think I like seven more so far, but it's definitely an interesting direction they took with the series. I'm going to, it's going to be interesting seeing where it goes, but that's all I've been playing. That's all, you know, just a little smattering handful. Um, but yes, so moving on the RPG club, it's a segment that we do every other week on this show where we, along with the community play the same chunks of the same game around the same time. Um, the current game is Chrono Trigger, and the current checkpoint is to reach the end of time, and that is due by January 23rd, so one week from this recording. If you're listening to this on the day that the episode releases, you've got like four-ish days or so. 
you got this yeah um and like we said we're both enjoying it so far uh you ready to move on to the news yeah let's do this hear ye hear ye gather round for all your news stop your clatter and listen close alas you won't believe your ears listen close for the news all right so it has actually been several weeks since we did an official news segment so we got plenty to cover here so we're going to try to not spend too long on any one story but uh the first one is uh, your story rich all right so team asano which is uh the guys behind uh Bradley default octopath traveler uh things like those those games um and even i think uh let's see octopath traveler champions of the continent which is the mobile game and bravely default brilliant lights um, that's the mobile game as well. Um, that Bravely Default game is actually releasing, I think, this year. Um, but the Octopath Traveler Champions of Light or Champions of the Content or Continent, they are. Um, that's an only a Japan one, so that one's not coming over here. But Asano has teased about uh, potential games coming in the next year, so look forward to some new stuff. Um, obviously, we have the tri- uh, Triangle Strategy as well as Dragon Quest Three HD remake coming. Um, so definitely be looking for that. So basically they were stating that, you know, looking forward to the new year and they are announcing multiple titles other than tri- uh, triangle soon. So let's, uh, let's look forward to that. You no, know, I think I might play that dragon quest, uh, HD 2d remake as well. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I might as well. I need to bust my, uh, my, my dragon quest cherry. So since I've never played one, I feel like the worst RPG nice. podcast host ever. <laughs> I have, I have played them. I have not beaten them, but I have played them. Yeah. Um, so, what, do you got any speculation as to what they might be have having the re, the wraps under wraps? Maybe uh, Final Fantasy VI remake, HD remake. I feel like that'd be weird though with the pixel remaster coming out so soon. I don't know. I, maybe I'm gonna venture a guess just to be negative, Nancy, and say that at least one of these things they're teasing is a mobile game. I mean, how many games can they really put out realistically? Yeah, but I'm tired of mobile shit. Everybody is, I think. Yeah, because I, I just don't know. You, you've got a switch. You've got make the new Vita. I've heard rumors of the PS Vita two again. So awesome. let's, yeah, Vita so we'll was see. great. Yeah, maybe they can bring back the the PS three classics if they do that. But I would, I would think so. Yeah. All right, this is a quick little news story. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So, you know, Final Fantasy seven remake is on PC now, and technically it could be modded i don't know i haven't really seen any huge like mods yet other than maybe um chain making cloud and Aerith and them have their dresses the whole game i think i've seen that somewhere yes yeah, so uh, i saw old man barrett that too <laughs> and he uh, also uh advent children barrett oh that's cool i need to look some of those up um but there's a some guy made a fan video there they go by final fan tv basically recreating the Mako reactor bombing segment at the beginning of the game, basically having the same camera angles that the original Final Fantasy VII had. So, you know, when Cloud first drops off the, jumps off the train, the camera is like directly behind him. Um, it's not an actual mod yet, but they made this concept video to try and inspire people to make a mod like this. I think it looks really cool. Uh, it may not be as fun to, to play in practice, but I think it'd be uh, something worth playing at some point if it ever became a reality yeah but 
I don't really have anything else to say about that. I just thought it was worth shouting out for people to go take a look at. It's a cool video. All right, so this is for all my peeps out there that likes Final Fantasy fourteen. So uh, Ishida explains Final Fantasy fourteen in Walker server errors, cues, and potential fixes. So as you guys know that there are massive, excuse me, I want to clear my throat here, massive issues with um, the server when the new Endwalker launched because the game is so popular that they had to suspend the activity, uh, suspend the sales um, of new new people getting on there. So, um, yeah, that was a bad deal. But how, uh, so how one of the have you, have you been able to play any, or are you still not able to get to the queues? Oh, yeah, I haven't been able to get to the queues. So, what time do you which is great try to play? I haven't paid for it. at night. Okay. Yeah, I've heard like you need to play in the morning if you want to get in <laughs> or like early afternoon. But I, but I can't because I have to go to work. Um, no. <laughs> so one of the errors is uh, is 4004, which knocks you out of the queue just as it's your turn to log in. So I wouldn't know about that because I've never gotten all the way to the beginning of the queue because I'm always like 3,000 deep. Yeah. Um, so it's furating disconnect. So there's one of those uh, error 3001, which is another that hits right before logging in due to some servers line people in when the infrastructure is already at capacity. Um, finally, there is error 2002, which system in place that keeps login servers from crashing causes 2002, explains the triggers when more than 17,000 players are logged into the same data center at once. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so with all this money that they've got um, with doing all this stuff, and obviously the pandemic's been causing a problem. It's again, we keep hearing that as an excuse. Um, it's not an easy fix, but Yoshida continues to apologize and ask for patience. The team resolve the issues they can. Would putting more servers help? I don't know. Uh, it's funny because they've got this thing that's just like printing the money, basically. And yet they're like trying to go and put money into NFT shit and all that. Oh, we won't go on that big tirade again this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that would fix their problem if they just put more servers in, I would think. You, you so, never know. Uh, um, but yeah, that's how you fix that problem. Yeah, the, the sales are of this they still haven't like resumed payments yet have they um i think it starts the end of the month okay um, let me let me look i just had that square enix store i just had it pulled up and it was saying that sales of final fantasy 14 starter slash complete editions have been temporarily suspended click details below um i thought it was nothing Okay. Well, um, I guess at least nobody's paying for it, so I guess you can't complain too much. But I just know there's so many people out there like yourself that would like to play. So yeah, I would I would like to see and maybe get in there and, and try some new stuff, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is no date when it's actually going to be back up and running. You know, they're working as hard as they can to make. Oh, I know to, they are to make people start money, uh, giving the, the money over again. <laughs> yeah, they need that money. Yep. But hopefully they'll get it fixed soon enough. It's just the cra It's just crazy that they've had to suspend sales, even physically. So <laughs> you you never really hear about that ever. Too busy uh, focusing on that stupid Strangers of Paradise crap. Yeah, that's happening. Oh, uh, Rob says it's uh, January twenty fifth. Oh, okay, January twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so Ubisoft has announced another uh, DLC expansion to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's called Dawn of Ragnarok, and it also adds some crossover stories that features Cassandra, which I believe is the female protagonist of that game. 
a pretty popular character as far as Assassin's Creed characters go. Um, I didn't really look into, I haven't really heard much about Valhalla since it came out. Have you? Um, I heard it's just another um, Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. I mean, I know it was like That's one of the it. big launch titles for the PS5, more or less. But um, yeah. let's see. It says this expansion will launch on March 10th, 2022 for thirty nine ninety nine. That's a that's a lot for a DLC. I hope it's worth it. And we'll see Elvor face off against the fire giant Searcher. This expansion is not included in the game's original Seasons Pass. And then the crossover stories thing is a pair of free crossover events featuring Elvor from Valhalla and Cassandra from Odyssey. Starting on Jan- December th- starting on December fourteenth, there will be one event in Odyssey and one event in Valhalla where the two characters interact with each other in a unique storyline. Oh, that, does, that sounds cool. Like you have the two protagonists from both games meet. I guess. Do you remember that um, Assassin's Creed crossover with Final Fantasy Fifteen? Yeah, I played that all the way through. So the, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of fun. <laughs> you it was weird. The, the assassins' outfits for the yeah. Jungle Bros. You, you can't yeah. go back and play that anymore, right? That's like off. I think you can still have the. Uh, I think you still have like the, the clothes. Yeah, that's it. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it. it. Just look forward to that stuff, Assassin's Creed fans. All right, Neo Falcom hopes to speed up localization for the Legend of Heroes. As you guys know, there's three more games coming out for the Legends of Heroes series um, to the Switch. I'm excited for. Um, let's see what it says here. So you're looking at uh, more potential of those games. So um, I think that one is the Crimson Sin is the second one. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. the 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 company is hoping to speed up the uh, localization for that stuff because they know that there's a like a big following for them here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> we've talked we've talked about it before. How like why does it take them so long to localize these games? But I guess it's just because they're a smaller company. Well, I mean, if you think about it, remember what I talked about? Uh, I said on the tweet for the the show earlier this week, it took thirty. Uh, they put a crunch time on the Chrono Trigger. Yeah, uh, localization, and uh, they were like thirty days, and that was like crazy, uh, crazy timing for them to do that. So, I mean, it may take a while. There's a lot of dialogue. I mean, things. back in the day, Final Fantasy games came out like a year before in Japan. Can you imagine that happening yeah. now? Like, imagine sixteen coming out, and we know it's out there, but we can't play it for a year. I'm pretty sure they would be burning to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> because be the fans would be like, "Let's uh, no, you need to release that at the same time." Yeah. So, thank God they they've managed to swing towards that direction. Yes, thank God. But yeah, hopefully this localization does indeed happen faster so we do get those games a lot sooner. Yep. Okay, here's a game that we haven't really talked about too much on the show, Chocobo GP. So this yeah. is the new Chocobo racing game. It's coming to Switch on March 10th, uh, just digitally. Are you excited about this game at all, Rich? I am not. I, I, don't, even, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> I... it's, it, it's just like a Mario Kart attempt yeah i mean it looks like it might be good for a a kart racer um let's see it details they detail a bunch of the characters and modes so of course you got chocobo and then i've seen a bunch of characters i don't recognize atla camilla uh claire racing hero x sid and by the way the chocobo universe version of sid not anyone we know i see Ah. ifrit is playable gilgamesh i'm pretty sure i saw steiner and vivi as playable characters as well. Nice. And then they, I think not too long ago, they revealed Esper Terra as a character from six. That's it. Okay. Pretty interesting. 
white mage, a bunch of different vehicles. Um, you can use Magicite to attack and charge, like attack other characters, which is interesting. Um, wow, they released a lot of info about this. You got series races, custom races. Um, I don't know. If it gets really good reviews, I could see myself picking it up. But right now, I'm, I'm saying no. But I, I think it's cool that they're doing so many callbacks to the Final Fantasy series. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we could probably play on your stream. That's true. One thing that, I mean, what they really should have done is instead of Chocobo GP, they should just make like a Final Fantasy kart racer. Just bring in all the fan favorite characters, you know, play as Tifa and Sephiroth and Squall and all them. Can you imagine driving around with Sephiroth and having one one winged angel playing in the background? <laughs> that does sound funny. Throwing, Actually, throwing I, shit at uh, Cloud. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the Chocobo racing game on the PlayStation 1, I believe Squall was an unlockable character. Uh, and so was Aya from Parasite Eve, which is interesting. Oh, but yeah, okay. Um, so maybe there are some people out there hyped for this, but I, I, I personally know a couple people that are excited about this one. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. If it gets good reviews, maybe I will pick it up. All right, so PlayStation Plus subscribers can now upgrade to the Final Fantasy VII Remake to its PS5 version starting the 22nd of December. Obviously, we're you know, talking about this way in the in the future uh so you can upgrade this now um if you have the playstation 4 version and you have ps5 um you can upgrade to that or you can buy the integrate version um which is on ps5 if you want the physical copy but if you already own it so you can do the upgrade so i thought this was worth mentioning because um you know before you if you got the final Fantasy 7 remake for free because uh, it was a playstation plus monthly game one month after yeah. you win but i remember it was a big maybe not big, but like a controversy because then they announced if you had gotten that version, you couldn't get the free upgrade to PS5. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people are upset about. Personally, I'm like, you got it for free. Why would you get something else for free? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Well, and you think it this way too, like I, I thought that they were going to do this anyways. I really thought that, you know, they were going to tell you that you can't get the, the, the upgrade version when it comes out. But I had a suspicion that they were going to give it to them like later down the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't. I think they're just probably trying to drum interest back up a little bit and maybe get more people talking about it. Or maybe they just want more people to buy episode Yuffie because, you know, you can't do that if you don't have the PS5 version. True. Yeah. So but, I, that's just basically it. Um, you know, come on, guys. Let's let's start talking about part two. Yeah. Let's go. We'll see you in 2024. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully not. But, nope. but that, uh, we're going to take a quick break before we cover the rest of the news and we'll catch you on the other side. And now, it's time we join an old friend once again. It's Tea Time with Bill. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to everyone's favourite segment of the week. It's Tea Time with Bill. <laughs> and I know, I know, these don't come along very often. But, <clears throat> it's a catch-up episode. I should catch up with everyone on what I've been doing. So, yep, as of uh, sort of December, end of last year, I actually beat two games which deserve reviews for the RPG After Years. That's right, people. Two games. Not one, not two, but two. <laughs> uh, in fact, eight if you count all the parts of a Live Alive. But yes, I beat Live Alive. So uh, I'm currently in the process of writing up a review document for that. And then me and Scott will get a review for that scheduled in as soon as we possibly can. So look forward to that coming in the future. And I also beat Zelda 2. Um 
Now, so I've got two episodes of that to produce out for my Zelda 2 project, which I've done at the um, over at the Bills, JRPG Adventures and other Trappings podcast. And uh, Scott will vouch that, uh, yeah, that game's that game's a bit of a beast. But yeah, once once Scott beats it and uh, we get the final episode done out on my old, my other my sister podcast, then uh, we, me, myself, and Scott will review it here for the for you lovely people. So you can find out what displeasures await everybody in the depths of the dungeons and palaces of Zelda 2. <laughs> Other than that, I've been keeping on, keeping on with all the stuff doing with the show. So uh, the current list game, uh, although you wouldn't know it because we keep playing other list games just at whim, uh, <laughs> is Metal Max Returns. And yes, I have currently kind of done like the first bit of the game i've gone out into the world i've i've procured my first tank and then i kind of left the game there because other things cropped up to take priority mainly zelda 2 <laughs> needed one really wanted to get that off my plate and also um terranigma so bill why are you playing terranigma well because i was on scott's uh i was, I was watching scott's stream one evening and i was like oh yes i've nearly got enough enough points that i can make scott play any game that i want and about four or five people in the chat were going like, make him play Terranigma. It's so good. And it's just like, hmm. and then yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't realise this. Scott, for some reason, has a huge Australian following on his, on his, um, on his, on his, uh, on his Twitch. So I was just like, okay, I'll nominate Terranigma. I mean, it, it was, it's a game that was hasted a little while back. But yeah, fuck it. If someone's hasted it, why not? Why not play it earlier? So yeah, so I forced Scott to play it once, and Scott really liked it, so he's continuing to play it. So I'm keeping pace with Scott. So I'm currently um, balls deep into chapter two, into the raw tree, and I have to say I'm really, really enjoying the game. Uh, I'm also playing uh, Chrono Trigger for the RPG Club. Oh yes, people, I'm getting triggered. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have to say, really, really enjoying Chrono Trigger. Although I think at this moment, considering I've only done like the first section of both games, I kind of prefer Terranigma. Now, don't get me wrong, because they're very different games. Terranigma is an action RPG, Chrono Trigger. Is very much a turn-based RPG, but I just don't know, I'm having a bit more fun with Terranigma. But we'll see how that keeps up as we go on. But I've also completed the first checkpoint already. Yes, that's right. I've gotten to the end of time, and I may have wandered around in the next village and done a little bit of leveling, but <laughs> not too much, not too much. But yes, um, thoroughly enjoying that as well. But um, I'll leave my 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 larger thoughts on that for uh, when the guys do the episode for that. Uh, and I believe that's about. It, oh no, Final Fantasy 3! <laughs> I forgot about Final Fantasy 3. Yes, Scott, of course, is on a um, a journey. So I keep talking about you, Scott. Yeah. Rich, I love you too, mate, but you know, you don't really you're not really doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know I know what Rich has got on. He's becoming some sort of um uh uh sort of trading mogul <laughs> in crypto coin or something. I don't know. I don't understand what that shit is. But yes, I love you, Rich. Uh, but yes, Scott is also uh, on a quest to complete every Final Fantasy game that he can possibly get his hands on. He's trying to work his way through the numbered ones that he hasn't done yet. And he has finally reached Final Fantasy 3. Now, I have a bugbearer with Final Fantasy 3 in that I've beaten all the mainline Final Fantasy games minus the MMOs. I have played both MMOs, but I've never completed them because they're just too much too much too much for me um but i've completed all the main games but i never completed the original version of final fantasy 3 so back in the day i think it was like either during ff8 or ff9 went onto the internet i played back through the old games i played ff1 i got the fan translation of ff2 i played and completed that i had a fan translation of ff3 which the translation just sort of run out 
And so I could never work out the fact that I was supposed to mini myself to go into that woodland area in order to get into the dwarf village because there was no information in the game to tell me that that was in English. It was in Chinese uh, or, or Japanese, whatever the language was on the screen, but I couldn't read it. I didn't know, so I could never get that far. But when the DS version came along, I did play and complete that. So I'm on a mission. I've got a good translation of the NES version. I'm going to play and complete that, and I'm just trying to keep pace with Scott. So at the moment, I've kind of got past the Nepo Dragon, and I think Scott's going to be a little ways past that now because he's got a stream off. Uh, he's streaming Final Fantasy Free after I've made this recording. <laughs> so we should be a little bit further in that game. But yeah, that's it really. So if you are keeping pace with me in the club, you know, you've got a good chunk of games there. You've got Metal Max Returns, who, by the way, I have procured a, a guest for that episode when we come to review it. Don't worry, Scott, I'm not going to make you play it. <laughs> we've got Final Fantasy III, we've got Terranigma, we've got the RPG Club with Chrono Trigger. It is all happening RPG, old school style, over here at the RPG After Years. And I'm damn excited to start off 2022 with all these games on my plate. <laughs> so look forward to some more Zelda 2 episodes coming out. Look forward to a live, live review. Look forward to a Zelda 2 review as well. And look forward to just loving life and JRPGs because that is what we do here. Anyway, I'm Bill. For some reason, I'm really happy. I'm going to go make another coffee and I'll speak to you all on the flip side. Love you all. Bye. Love you, Rich. You're the best. And your dog. Your dog is awesome, man. I love that sausage dog. And we are back. And uh, while we were away, ROB said in the chat, you know the release DLC of all the characters. I guess, I think he's talking about Chocobo GP. That'd be cool. Like if you get DLC of a bunch of Final Fantasy characters, I'd, if I was playing Chocobo GP, I'd buy that. You know what would be a better game, honestly? What's that? Final Fantasy Smash Bros. Just all the Final Fantasy characters. I mean, yeah, that would, be, that would be amazing, but instead they'd probably give us some shitty Dissidia game. Dissidia. Oh, wait, they did. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I just totally spaced that that is a thing and uh, that exists in this horrible, horrible universe. Yeah. I want an actually traditional... Final Fantasy fighter, not throwing all these silly, you know, brave point systems and all that shit that Dissidia does. Yeah, and I love ROB's like, it's called Dissidia Rich. I'm like, I, I know, I know <laughs> yeah. it is. I'm sorry, I just had a brain fart and I forgot about that terrible, terrible game. Yeah. I erased it from my memory. Because memory so is the key. Our for, uh, next story up here is actually, we, we learned a little bit more about Final Fantasy X and X-2's development history from uh, Yoshinori Katase, who shared a blog about it. So apparently one of the biggest cuts they had to make to Final Fantasy X was, of course, cutting out the world map. It was the first mainline Final Fantasy to not have a world map. Um, and it was because of basically just it came down to graphical limitations. They were under crunch and couldn't find a way to manage it or to implement that world map and with good graphics. Because even though it was a big step up, it was their first time working with such high fidelity graphics, basically. Um they also originally wanted to have more colors in the game, apparently. Um, more colors? What are you talking about? That thing is like very vivid. Yeah, it's very colorful, so I'm not sure what that meant. But they instead chose to prioritize resolution because apparently they did some surveys and figured that more people cared about, you know, like the resolution and the frame rate and all that, even back then in the early PS2 days. Um, let's see, what, what else we got here? Um, we got some more info on 10.2 as well um, mm. apparently they looked to a genre of kids TV shows in Japan for inspiration so uh, they you, they looked at Sailor Moon and you know all the magical girl 
transformations and which makes sense because when you do the the dress sphere transformations in the middle of battle you know you get those elaborate uh clothes change sequences and that was kind of cool i thought that was a cool little concept that they had in the game itself yeah and you can even speed those up if you get tired of them uh in the menu but uh i think it's interesting that they decided to point this out because i thought it was pretty obvious that like stuff like sailor moon was the inspiration for that <laughs> yeah um but yeah, it was just uh, cool. You know, it's always cool when you get uh, information about these new info about these older games. Uh, you know, I mean, Final Fantasy X was like twenty years ago now. So, <laughs> um, and I, I love oh, God. Final Fantasy X. So yeah, we're old. Yeah, you love it. Yeah. Well, I know you do too. So <laughs> your favorite. Stop putting favorites in my mind. Um, okay, so this one kind of fitting since we just finished the club. Um, on Mass Effect, so it's fitting for this situation to pop up. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is now on Xbox Game Pass, so if you had Game Pass and you were following along with us, oops. <laughs> so um, you can now play... Of course uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it happens every time we play an RPG club, something related to it happens. Yeah. Um, so you can now play it on Game Pass. That's the reason really I, thought, I thought this was worth bringing up is because I know a lot of the people that played the RPG club with us went on to are, are going to go on to mass effect two and, and three. So, and so on. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that it is on game pass now. So if you want to upgrade to the legendary edition, or maybe you haven't bought two and three yet, uh, this is a, a, a great way to do it. If you have game pass, but yeah. Okay. So the series mastermind, but uh, behind Rich's favorite RPG series, uh, saga, has made a statement saying that big things are coming in 2022. So I'm pretty sure he already revealed last year that there is going to be a new Saga title released this year, right? I, d I hope to God not. <laughs> no. For Disa, yes. She really likes him. That's that's fine. Fantastic for her. For me, absolutely not. Yeah. Why, why would you do this? Let's see. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Kawazu? Akitoshi Kawazu, he said, you can look forward to 2022, that something, quote, terrific, unquote, is coming. Uh, I think he has the word confused. Not terrific, horrific. <laughs> Sorry. So it's noting that Saga is in full swing over at Square again with a remaster, a remake, and a new game all in the works. So they're really pushing oh, the saga. Oh, good God. Stuff. What's the saga? <laughs> ah! It's a Final Fantasy legend. Ah, um, Bill. I should have given you this story to talk about i didn't want it is that why they gave it to you yeah <laughs> i was like son of a bitch rich playing this episode uh, everybody so i did but yeah um saga fans rejoice you got some good shit coming all right so um a new game coming out is called uh blacksmith of sand kingdom physical edition has been announced um it's a uh, kimco and limited run games now physical edition of blacksmith of sand kingdom um it's it looks like a strategy RPG, if I remember correctly. Um, so if you're wanting some new stuff, it actually is available right digitally for PC, PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox One, Switch, iOS, and Android. So it's Kimco. If you if you know about this company, it puts out a lot of RPGs like fast. Um, there's a huge backlog of these games from this company. Yeah. Do you, do you know really about good. Blacksmith of Sand Kingdom? Um, it is uh, following Volker, a blacksmith's son who aims to continue family's trade while also becoming an adventurer in uh, the Sand Kingdom, 
14 classes of physical uh, as players recruit other party members from the guild before setting out to dungeons, collect materials from monsters, and then use materials to craft equipment for use in sale. So it's kind of like a dungeon crawler, um, get materials and then just make stuff to sell. Yeah. Okay. I think you're going to pick it up. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I had heard of it, so I was just curious, like, why you put it in the dot. But I guess I wanted, I, we wanted stories. Yep. Okay. And I think maybe uh, Disa might like it. So that's why I recommended it. Gotcha. All right. So this is a pretty major news story. Um, the PlayStation VR 2 has been announced. Um, and to me, it seems like the biggest attraction of the VR 2 is they've managed to reduce down the number of wires to a single cable. I think that was the biggest complaint about the original VR is it was like 16,000 cables and you're just like, you look like Wolverine in a test tube with all the cords attached to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, some other new uh, features, 110 degree field of view with 2000 by 2040 per eye resolution and 90 slash 120 hertz frame rate support with the use of integrated cameras for controller tracking. Um, the headset will not need external cameras and will use a single cable. It will have eye tracking, headset feedback, and 3D audio, while the controller will feature haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Uh, we don't have a release date or a price for this yet. Um, and then, of course, the reason this is related to RPGs, the first game announced for it is Horizon Call of the Mountain. Of course, this is from the Horizon Zero Dawn series. Um, Apparently, it's being developed by Guerrilla Games and Fire Sprite. It will be set in the same world as Forbidden West, and it will star a new character, although Aloy and other familiar characters will appear. I didn't watch this trailer. I, I kind of wish I had now, but um, what, do, what do you think about the VR2, Rich? Well, consider the VR1 was... I, I didn't like like the design because obviously the cables were all over the place and you felt like you're in a test tube and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, it made me like, sick and whatnot. Um, I'm curious about this. I might save up and buy one of these. Yeah. Maybe that's if they actually put more games on this thing. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't think they put a lot of games on the last one. They kind of just yeah. let it go. Uh huh. I think playing resident evil seven, I know they, that was one of the better VR titles that they did. Um, I can't imagine playing that in VR. Like it, it was already scary enough. Uh, it's cool that Horizon's getting a VR title, I guess. And here's the thing, though. I feel like if I'm going to be playing VR, I don't I don't want any cables, not even one, attached to me. Yeah. I, I just feel like that's awkward. I don't know why. Um, but maybe, I don't know if they've come out with any VR sets that don't have cables. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not sure. I just want to play Beat Saber. That looks fun. <laughs> that's the only game that's worthwhile, apparently, is Beat Saber. <laughs> Drop $400 for Beat Saber. I'd do it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to have to watch this trailer later, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about Forbidden West. That's probably my most hyped game of the year, assuming we're not getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year, which is a big assumption, but yeah. Mm. Speaking of something that's not coming, uh, apparently Dragon Quest, uh, was this 10 offline? I think, yeah, Dragon Quest 10 offline has been delayed uh, to summer 2022 in Japan. So naturally, that means it's probably going to be delayed coming here. Um, Dragon Quest uh, X was the online version, uh, like an MMORPG. So now it's been set to release in 2022. Um, it's based on a large DLC expansion based on the version 2. Sleeping Heroes is planned to launch later. Um, the English localization has not been announced. So if you're waiting to play this, you're going to wait longer to play. Yeah, That's well, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed happen. that it's coming to 
uh, coming west. So it might just be the Japanese people that get to play this anyway, which begs the question why I even do this in the first place. But we've talked about that before. I mean, it looks interesting. There's a lot of stuff in this thing. Yeah. I wish they would do like a Final Fantasy eleven and maybe even fourteen offline. I would love that. Like I would play the shit out of that. They tried to, remember? Oh yeah. And it took ten years and then it got canceled. They're just like, yeah, we're good. That's probably honestly that's what's gonna happen with this one, probably. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Um well that's it for our news stories technically, but we do have a smattering of articles here. With the new year came a lot of new sales data. So we've got a roundup here of a bunch of uh how much a bunch of games have sold very well. And uh, Rich, what, what do we got here first? So they announced that Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity sells a lot of games. So let's, how many games does it sell? It actually sold a lot. It sold 4 million units. I don't reckon so, this article tells you what the next lowest um, Musa or not Muso. Uh, yeah, Muso is the right word. Uh, Muso Warriors title is done. It does not. From what I understand, it's far surpassed any other Warriors game they've done. So... You can bet. Well, I think that. it's because the word Zelda is on it. Hyrule. Mm-hmm. But it sold way better even than the original Hyrule Warriors. Um, so I think we, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo and Team Ninja continued this very fruitful relationship. We get like a uh, like a one that's related to Breath of the Wild 2 what, or whatever. I would, I would think so. Yeah. I would love to have a bunch of other like Nintendo Warriors titles. Like, give me Mario Warriors. <laughs> what? <laughs> Star Fox Warriors. In the Mushroom Kingdom, just like smashing people. Yeah, exactly. Mario just like killing thousands of Goombas at once. I'd, I'd play it. Um, but yeah, so speaking of Nintendo, or oh, fuck, a Pokemon Warriors would be awesome too. Speaking of Pokemon. it's um, crazy first, talk. Yeah. First week sales for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl hit 6 million. Uh, I don't think this is shocking at all because Pokemon sells no matter how much quality they put into the game. Um, let's see, according, apparently Sword and Shield did about the same. Let's go had around half of that at 3 million. Sun and Moon did 7. Okay, so it's not as successful as Sun and Moon, which did 7.2 million. And then X and Y did 4 million. And Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire did 3 million. So, Well, it, it, does it also play in the fact that if you buy the double pack? Because I said they started selling the double packs. I don't and know. That's, what that's I a bought. good question. Um, I only got the one, though. The Brilliant Diamond. Oh, I saw a screenshot of where it was like the shelves and it was all just uh, Pokemon uh, Pearl and like all the shelves were Pokemon Brilliant Diamond where we're just empty. Everybody picked Brilliant yeah. Diamond. Yeah. Which Poor, is weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it has to do with, you know, manliness. You don't want that pink game sitting on your I'm shelf. playing the pink game. I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah. How far are you? Um, I don't know, like three badges in. I stopped playing. I think I just got bit. my fourth badge last time I played. It's been a minute for me too. Um, but apparently Sword and Shield are on track to be the second best selling Pokemon game overall. And it's just it's just unfortunate. I wish that I wish they, they don't have to put more quality into these Pokemon games because they know it's gonna sell gangbusters anyway. Why just wait till Arceus comes out? Let's see what happens with Arceus though. Yeah, I am excited about Arceus. I hope it's as good as it looks. There was a, a big gameplay trailer on that just recently that uh, I watched, and it seems like it's going to be fun. Um, moving on. So Shin Megami Tensei Five has also surpassed sales expectations. Uh, it sold 800,000 units worldwide so far uh, since its launch in November 2021. In comparison, the game's predecessor, Shin Megami Tensei Four, only sold 600,000 units 
um, about that was the number about two years after launch. So SMT5 is far and away the most successful, most successful game in that core SMT series. And I think this is a good thing for SMT fans because, you know, if it surpassing sales like this, I think it, there's a very good chance that this series will continue. Yeah. Um, and the Karen, more rumors again today about Persona 4 being on Switch. I hope so, because I, I think I want to play that. Um, apparently, they're also, they also reminded people that they would be doing ports of Persona 4 Arena and 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which I've also heard is a very good game, to Nintendo Switch. That'll be in March and April, respectively, apparently. And uh, let's not forget that Persona's 25th anniversary is this year. And they've been teasing a bunch of projects related to that. So, also, it's going to show up and say Persona, all Persona games on Switch. I hope so. It's like it's so stupid that they're not already, to be honest. But <laughs> it's like free money. Come on, Atlas. Yeah. I, I, again, we talked about this a bunch of times. Is why can't some of these uh, big wig people go? You know what? We need some extra money. All right. What game that's popular? All right. Put it on Switch. Yeah. Exactly. Release it. And a lot of series get a boost from Switch. Like they weren't very popular. You put it on Switch, and all of a sudden the franchise takes off. So. Yeah. Oh well. Well, hopefully we'll get it eventually. But yeah. uh, what do we got next? All right, so Bravely Default 2 surpasses 1 million units sold. Now, if you never played Bravely Default um, and you're looking to get in the series, let's just know that it's a long game. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I am 10 hours in and I'm still in Chapter 2. And there's seven chapters, I think. And Disa has put in 30 hours plus, I think, in Chapter 1. Okay, well... Uh... I can also I tell you longer. that Disa hasn't hit the Chrono Trigger checkpoint and she's already like 12 hours in. So <laughs> yeah, You can't go off Disa's time. Yeah, it's like another universe for her. Like a time yeah. bends and warps around her. But yeah, uh, so, I, I think we can expect more of these Bravely Default games in the future based on this. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot sales top 4.5 million units sold worldwide. I've never played this. It's on Switch. I may pick it up. I don't know. If it goes on sale, decent. super, yeah. Um, especially if oh. you like Dragon Ball Z, uh, it's. I think this is a pretty high number for a Dragon Ball game, though. Uh, I guess people really bought it. I was surprised that the figures were this high. Damn. But yeah, okay. That is it for our sales roundup. So and our news stories. So we're going to jump into the RPG releases. Um, in the past week, we've got Mary Skelter Two coming to PC on January thirteenth. Also on the 13th, Eternal Radiance came to Switch and PS4. Also on the 13th, Mercenaries Rebirth, Call of the Wild Lynx. Now that is a title. Came to PS4. On the 18th, Labyrinth Legend came to Switch. On the 20th, Expeditions Rome came to PC. Also on the 20th, Disney's Twisted Wonderland came to mobile. And uh, Empire of Ember exited early access uh, on the PC on the 20th as well. I do not know anything about any of these games the only thing one i think i've heard of before is eternal radiance yeah i, I saw that on the switch just a little bit ago it's on sale um right now as a as a new title release it's on the switch so if you're interested it's on sale go for it i don't like buying digital so much so yeah so it bothers that. me what do we got coming up so, this week what's coming up this week reverie uh reverie reverie I can't read. Uh, <laughs> Knights Tactics, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, January 25th. The biggest one is Pokemon Legends Arceus, Switch, January 28th. And Record of Lodos War, Delete, uh, 
Deedleet uh, in Wonder Labyrinth Switch January 28th. Yep. So, so that's all. Pokemon Legends, I think we already talked about. We're excited about it. I'll definitely be picking it up and playing it with Corey. Oh, yeah. Should be a good time. So, well, that's it, everybody. Uh, so it's nice to be back and ready to take on the new year at RPG. So we're really excited uh, to see what this year brings us. Scott, let's take us out into our outro. You got it. gonna be it for this episode um that was the chocobo song edm remix by smooth for life on youtube but as for next week it'll be another similar episode of this some news some catch up uh hopefully we'll be able to get through that a little bit more quickly considering we'll actually have been gone week to week but also we'll have reached the first chrono trigger rpg club checkpoint so rich and i will be discussing the first segment of that and hopefully We'll get a lot of feedback from you guys as well. Hopefully, get Bill's uh, tea time. We'll uh, it'll be a it'll be a grand old time. So, speaking of the RPG Club, so the current game is Chrono Trigger. The checkpoint is the End of Time, which is due January twenty third. Remember, the club is a great way for us to get together, play some games that we vote on as a community, uh, nominated by our Patreons, um, and then we talk about it just like every other couple of weeks. So it's a great time. It's a very popular segment. It's going to be interesting. I had to stop myself from talking about it with you earlier when we were doing the catch up too much. Yep. (laughs) Um, So launching into our plugs here, please rate and review us. It helps our uh, our metrics a lot. helps our show become more visible, gets into the algorithm, all that. And again, uh, you can now review us on Spotify. It is a star-based rating system. You don't have to leave any kind of text feedback at all. It's super easy. We would very much appreciate it if you go on there and rate us. Just take a few seconds. Also, we would like it if you tell your friends. Get the word out, mouth out there. I know there's lots more people out there who would love this show that don't even know about it. So you got some RPG friends that like podcasts? Tell them about RPG. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon is another great way to support the show. So Patreon, um, it, you could definitely sub to us a dollar or however much you want to. Um, depending on what you donate to us, it actually is, uh, get some cool little features, especially early episode access, ad-free episodes, the aftercast, extra reviews, RPG Club, and many, many more great things, including access to the nomination pool of the RPG Club that we talked about a moment ago. Um, you can find that at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. You can also find us on Twitch. We're usually streaming live every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Let's see, that's that's 3 p.m. Norway time, Disa, if you're listening. She's always confused about that. um and that's at twitch.tv slash rpg after years be a part of the show if you like you can also email us rpg after years at gmail.com 
if you want to talk to us more and more in-depth conversations about all the great series are out there in RPGs, definitely come check out our Discord. Uh, the link can be found in our show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, definitely come join the conversations. Speaking of Twitter, you can find the show's Twitter account at RPG Years. And you can find me at the Scott Spot. You find me at HailBlue1569. Also, speaking of the Twitter part, uh, check out our newest Twitter contest on the Twitter page. Uh, definitely something we're going to be doing more often uh, to drum up more listeners to share in our great quest for all of RPGs. And all right, everybody, that's going to be it for episode 95. It's good to be back into the swing, back into the regular motion of the ocean, all that stuff. Uh, and hopefully you guys are ready for the next club checkpoint because we are going to be coming in hot with that time travel shit. But until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. And thank you for listening to the RPG After Years. Bye. Bye. Yo, this is Corey with The World Is My Burrito podcast, a.k.a. Twimby, a personal project where I educate my listeners as I dive into various pop culture topics that alter the world around them, yet somehow fell to the wayside. Do you know who almost single-handedly created the manga industry of today? Which major world event changed the horror film industry as a whole? How did comics affect the world's perception of nuclear energy? Journey with me to learn some random stuff.